0: We hope that we can say something that will be a blessing to you and might cause you to give your heart to the Lord. That's our mission in life is to reach people, get them to know Jesus. And I'm glad that I found Jesus as my savior. I'm glad that I know him, that he saved me from my sins and I'm thankful for that. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life and I'm Now, one thing that I'm sorry about that I I didn't come to the Lord any sooner in life than I did. I was just 23 years old when I come to Jesus, come to know him. And I've found that he's such a great friend, such a wonderful savior. And he's there to, to comfort us in all of our tribulations. And he stands by us every day. And if you're having trouble out there, you're having trouble in your life and you don't know which way to turn, Just give your heart to the Lord. Turn to God. He knows your problems. He knows how to solve everything. He controls it all, folks. He allows things to come our way, sometimes to get our attention. And it's because he loves us so much, folks. He wants us to have fellowship with him. He wants us to know him. And thank God that he cares enough for us, folks. You know, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. It may seem... If you're a Christian, it may seem like it it's an awful thing happening in your life. But God means it for good. There's nothing that you can do to a Christian that's bad. Nothing, folks, because all things work together for good. God'll always work it out. Just put it in his hands. He'll always work it out to the good. It'll be for us. It'll be good for us. Yeah, we're going to continue on our subject this morning. We've been preaching teaching on the first resurrection and confirming that there has been a resurrection. And some folks may say, why preacher, why is it so important that you know that there's been a resurrection? Well, folks, God loves order. I'll tell you, he loves order. He said, let everything be done in decency and in order and that order folks. If we've got the first resurrection happening in the future, it's out of order. The first resurrection has already happened. Jesus was the resurrection. He was the Messiah. He was proved to be the son of God by the resurrection from the dead. We'll show that in Romans, the first chapter, the third verse reading down concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh And declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness. Now, how was he declared to be the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead? That's how important it is folks that we understand the resurrection of the dead, because that's what declared Jesus to be the son of God. He was raised from the dead. And if we got the first resurrection out in the future, we're not in the order of the Bible because Jesus was the first to rise from the dead. and That was the first resurrection. And there was a lot of things that happened in that first resurrection. The dead was raised with Jesus. As you can tell, and Paul went over that in first Corinthians, the 15th chapter, and we'll start at the 12th verse. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, and that's what we're preaching out there, isn't it, folks? Most everybody out there is preaching that Christ rose from the dead if he's a Christian, if he believes in the resurrected Lord. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? How can we say that? How can we say that there's not been the first resurrection because he was the resurrection? folks, there hadn't been a resurrection from the dead. If you was following our previous programs, we showed you what a resurrection is. There was people that was raised back in the Old Testament, even in Lazarus was raised, but he wasn't raised to eternal life. That was not a resurrection that the word of God teaches. A resurrection is raised to eternal life. There were folks that were raised back to natural life, but never before had God taken a man from the dead and given him eternal life. This was the first resurrection. Christ was the first resurrection. 12th verse again, First Corinthians 15 and 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there's no resurrection of the dead, but if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. If the first resurrection hadn't already happened, folks, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witness of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins, folks. That's how important that we teach that the first resurrection, that the resurrection has already happened. Now, folks, it's just plain and simple arithmetic. I didn't learn a whole lot in school, but I did learn how to count. If you start at zero, there hadn't been one. Then all of a sudden there's been a resurrection. That's the first. That's the number one. That's just plain and simple, folks. Christ was raised from the dead and the dead raised with him that was the first resurrection a lot of folks have got that out in the future and folks that's just not true the first resurrection if christ is raised from the dead that was the first resurrection and the bible teaches that the dead raised with him let's read a little more again start at the 17th verse uh, back again first corinthians 15 and 17 and if christ be not raised your faith is vain Year yet in your sins, then they also which have fallen asleep in Christ or perish. If in this life only we had hope in Christ, we're of all men most miserable, but listen to this now, but now is Christ risen from the dead, first resurrection, and became the first fruits of them that slept. Now folks, the word slept is past tense. That means, they no longer are asleep. Slept. I slept last night. I'm not sleeping now. I'm not sleeping now. It's a past tense, and we can show you the Word of God, Matthew the 27th chapter, we started to 51st verse, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain, from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept, they weren't sleeping anymore. They got up. This is a resurrection, folks. We're preaching and teaching and confirming that Christ rose from the dead and the dead were raised with him, just like Paul said in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Yes, Christ was, has risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept That's what Matthew, the 27th chapter in the 52nd verse says, and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints, which slept, they're not sleeping anymore, which slept arose and came out of their graves after his resurrection. Now folks, that's a resurrection. They, they weren't sleeping anymore. They got up. That's what first Corinthians the 15th chapter said. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Christ come up first and then they come out. The bodies of the saints come out after his resurrection. Yeah, Jesus was the first fruits of them that slept. Folks, I don't see how anybody can preach that there. If honestly, if they're honest, how anybody can preach that the first resurrection is in the future when this Bible plainly teaches that When Christ got up, it was a resurrection, and there was many bodies of the saints which slept arose with him. Now, that's just plain and simple teachings from the Word of God. Now, but what if we got this happening out in the future? We're going against the Word of God. If we preach that the first resurrection is in the future, then we're going contrary to the Word of God. We're going off his Word. We're going off his fundamental principles That's taught in the word of God. Now, folks, that's the reason why we've taken up these subjects and we're starting in Hebrews. We've been preaching in Hebrews, the sixth chapter in the first verse on what these fundamental principles are. That's this is this is the resurrection of the dead. It's found in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, and you can find it in Hebrews six, one and two, showing what these fundamental principles are. This is this is important. We don't want to leave the fundamental principles of God's word. And that's how important it is for us to know the resurrection of the dead and know and confirm that a resurrection has already happened. And if a resurrection has happened, then that resurrection has to be the first resurrection. And last week we taught on who they were, folks, who was in that first resurrection. They were all men. As Isaiah, the 26th chapter and the 19th verse said, Thy dead men, they were all men, Thy dead men shall live together with my dead body, Jesus' dead body, shall they arise. Awake and sing ye that dwell in dust, for thy dew is a dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. And Romans, the 8th chapter and the 29th verse confirms that they were all men. Again, it says, for whom he did foreknow, we showed who the foreknowledge crowd was. The foreknowledge crowd was the prophets of old. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he, meaning Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brethren, the men. They were men. And Revelation is the 14th chapter, starting at the first verse, this is where we left off last week and we'll take this up here again. Revelations fourteen and one and I looked and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him, with that lamb, and hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their forehead. Now folks, most people preach that this hundred and forty-four thousand is going to be here and preach to the Jews and convert the Jews to Jesus Christ. And and uh it's gonna usher in this great, glorious millennium kingdom and uh That's just out of order. I mean, how can they be here teaching and converting Jews, 144,000 men teaching and converting Jews when they're not here anymore? They were redeemed from the face of the earth is what Revelations, the 14th chapter says. They were the first fruits unto God. Now, let's just read it. Revelations 14 and 1, and I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion with him, and 144,000, having their father's name written in their forehead. And I heard a voice from heaven as of the voice of many waters and as a voice of a great thunder. And I heard a voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth. Now folks, they were redeemed from the earth. They were in the first resurrection. These were part of the many bodies of the saints which slept and come out of their graves and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. They followed the lamb wheresoever he goeth. Folks, during his ascension, they went to heaven with him. That's why Revelations, the 14th chapter said, He looked and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion and with him, a hundred and forty and four thousand. They followed this lamb of God wheresoever he goeth. They followed him to heaven, folks. They were in the first resurrection. Is Jesus here today in the physical? No. Well, the 144,000 aren't either because they followed this lamb of God. They followed him wheresoever he goeth. When Jesus was ascended into heaven, this resurrection, folks, the first resurrection, they followed him into heaven. That's why the Bible said, John looked and lo, he saw a lamb that stood on Mount Zion and with him 144,000. I know you can see that. But Let's go on down the fourth verse now. Revelations 14 and four. These are they which were not defiled with women. They were all men. But they were virgins. And these are they which follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth. He went to heaven, folks, and he's coming back from heaven one of these days. And he's going to bring ten thousands of his saints with him. And you can find that in Jude The 14th verse, and Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands. That's more than one ten thousand. It's got an S on it. The Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. He's coming back with a hundred and forty and four thousand. Revelation said, They followed the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. Did he go into heaven? Well, the hundred and forty four thousand followed him into heaven, and when he returns, He's coming back with that 144,000. Now, folks, this is important. This is God's teachings of his Bible. This should be in everyone's fundamental principles. People overlook this every day. Now, what if I had and preached that this was still in the future? All this was going to be happening in the future. I'd be teaching contrary to the word of God. The Bible is very plain and it shows that there has already been a resurrection and it shows plain who was in this resurrection. If you'll just study it out, there were the 144,000 men that were redeemed from the face of the earth. They followed the lamb into heaven. They went to heaven when Jesus went to heaven. Folks in this first resurrection, this crowd could be numbered. The first resurrection could be numbered. Let me show you the difference between the first resurrection and the last and general resurrection. Turn with me to Revelations, the seventh chapter. And this goes over it. Let's start Revelations, the seventh chapter, the second verse. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till I, we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Now watch this. And I heard the number. Of them which were sealed, and there were sealed an hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. There was twelve thousand out of each tribe that came, folks, in this first resurrection. And you start at the fifth verse, and it goes and shows you the tribe of Judah were sealed twelve thousand, the tribe of Reuben were sealed twelve thousand, the tribe of Gad were sealed twelve thousand the tribe of Asher and so forth. And it goes down and shows you 12,000 out of each one of the tribes. There was 12 tribes. There was 12,000 sealed, all of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. That was in the first resurrection. These men, folks, didn't have to come through the blood of the lamb. They were the saints of old, many bodies of the saints which slept Come out of their graves, Matthew said in the twenty seventh chapter. They didn't have to have their robes washed white in the blood of the Lamb. their robes were already white, they were sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost from their mother's womb, as John the Baptist was in Luke the first chapter and the fifteenth verse, speaking concerning John, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor stone drink, and he should be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Yes, folks, he he was sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. John was in part of this crowd. He was one of the ones. Yes, in the 144,000, he was the last prophet to testify of Jesus Christ. God sent the prophets, the law and the prophets to testify of Jesus. He was the last one, as the Bible says in Luke, the 16th chapter, and we can start at the 16th verse. Jesus talking here, the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man presseth into it. Yeah, he was the last prophet under the law. As you can see, the word of God teaches. These were the prophets of old. These are the ones that were sanctified from their mother's womb and filled with the Holy Ghost, as you can find in Jeremiah, the first chapter. And the fifth verse, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. These folks were already cleansed, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. These men were sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost from their mother's womb. They didn't have to have their robes washed in the blood of the Lamb. They were already sanctified. Their robes were already white. Now, let's go back to Revelations, the seventh chapter, and pick up where we left off. Start at the ninth verse. And after this, this angel was showing John the two resurrections. He showed him the first resurrection, then he was going to show him another resurrection. The first was all Jews, and they were all men, and they were numbered. But look what it says in the ninth verse. And after this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations. Folks, this was after the blood of Jesus Christ was shed. All nations could be sanctified now, not just the Jews, but all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God. Which setteth upon the throne unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood around about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? this great multitude which no man could number. Who are these which were arrayed in white robes, and which came they? Fourteenth verse. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Folks, that's our job is to wash our robes in the blood of the Lamb. We have to do that now. All nations and kindreds and tongues, since the blood was shed, since the death and burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, that puts us in the blood wash crowd. But folks, you notice that the hundred and forty four thousand, they didn't have to come through the blood wash crowd. They were the saints of old. They were before Jesus died, as it says in Matthew the 27th chapter that many bodies of the saints which slept arose and come out of their graves after his resurrection. Yes, they were sanctified from their mother's womb. You and I can't do that now, folks. The only way a man can be sanctified and have a white robe is coming through the blood of Jesus Christ. I know you can see that. There's a difference. The first resurrection consists of men, all men. They were sanctified from their mother's womb, and they were all Jews, and they all were numbered, 12,000 out of each of the tribes of the children of Israel. But the second resurrection, it's going to be from all nations, kindreds, and tongues. It wasn't just the Jews. It was all nations, kindreds, and tongues. The first resurrection was all Jews. The last in general was going to be all nations, kindreds, and tongues. Yes, praise his holy name. And again, folks, if I taught this was out in the future, I wouldn't be lining up with the principles that's in this word of God, what this word of God teaches. Again, I want you to understand how important it is that we know and understand the resurrection of the dead. We know that there's been a resurrection. We know that Jesus was the first resurrection and with him, there was dead that was raised. And it's also important to know who they were and know that they were numbered. The second one is not going to be numbered, folks. And that's that's what we're going to take up next. Here is the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and what's going to happen. We've showed what happened in the first one. And the word of God is very plain on what's going to happen in the second resurrection. And that's going to be at Jesus' coming. And God being our great helper, and we need your prayers, folks. And our intent is to get the truth of God out into people's hearts. And to know these fundamental principles that's taught in this word. And when we took this, these fundamental principles up, we said that most of the churches out there today aren't teaching that. And we're not trying to knock churches, folks. There's been a lot of things that, that has happened over the years that has led people away from these fundamental Bible principles. And we want to, by the help of God, want to, want to confirm the word of God and, and get people back on these principles, back on these fundamentals, these these new doctrines that's come out, folks, uh, that's people, it's, it's come out of these Bible schools and men that's not even living right, trying to get in the, the Word of God and and trying to find out what the Word of God teaches with their natural wisdom. And that's just not going to work because the wisdom of this world, by wisdom, the world knew not God, folks. But we want to, through the Spirit of God and through Following these fundamental principles, these these teachings of the doctrine of Christ, we want to confirm his word. We want to stay in order of what the scriptures teach. And folks, if we teach that the first resurrection is in the future, that's out of order. And that's not being founded on his principles.